0: Today's reading is Ephesians 3, 14 to 21. You can find that on page 1174. That's 1174. For this reason, I kneel before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people and to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love surpasses knowledge that you may ha- that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine, accordingly to his power that is at work within us, To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus, throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen.
1: Thank you so much. I'm pleased to keep that open. My name is Jeremy, if we haven't already met. uh, It's great to see some uh, old friends back. Special welcome to Adam, uh, who was our assistant minister a few years back. And it's great to have you. You're an old friend in every sense. It's great to uh, to have you with us. And you might be be a new friend, maybe you've just come for the first time, in which case you're uh, extremely welcome. It's great to see you. Uh, Do ask if there's anything you need to know. Uh, I hope you're starting to feel at home. Good, well, uh, thank you, Michelle, for reading that to us so clearly. Um, We're going to uh, look at that in just a minute. Um, has already mentioned that uh, uh, it's a question time this week. So if you've got any questions, uh, as I'm talking or that occur to you afterwards or things that you're wondering. It may well be that someone else is wondering the same thing. So stick that on the, on the app and we'll answer as many of those as we can later on. We're going to set aside about 10 minutes to answer some of those questions. Good. Well, should we pray as we begin? Let's pray. Let me read some of those words we said earlier on. Blessed is the one whose transgressions are forgiven whose sins are covered blessed is the one whose sin the Lord does not count against them and in whose spirit is no deceit and let's pray father God uh, I pray that we remember who we are as we prepare ourselves to engage with your word that if we're Christians we're forgiven people whose sins are covered and whose sin will never be counted against them and so I I pray Father God there'll be no deceit in us as we come and listen to your word give us integrity and I pray that we would discover how deeply we are blessed and we pray these things in your name amen Amen. well one of the good things I think that's happened uh, in my lifetime you might be aware of this is uh, a better understanding of, of the way that power works in our society People have thought quite a lot about that um, recently. Uh, Sometimes people in the police force have used power in the wrong way. There have been some upsetting cases you might have seen in the news, like the Sarah Everard case. It's a tragedy. Uh, Sometimes people in our workplaces have used power in the wrong way. Uh, There's been bullying and, and discrimination, and it's absolutely right that some of that should be called out of those people in the church very sadly some of those people in the church have used power in the wrong way and some church leaders have had to step down you may have experienced some of those things and if so i'm very sorry it's an awful thing and in fact one of the things that the apostle paul is doing in this letter that he's he's writing to the ephesian church in the first century is he's he wants to give them a better understanding of power yeah so in, in just a couple of verses time in chapter 4 verse 2 next week we're going to see this he's going to say that he wants people to be completely gentle and humble to have sort of healthy power relationships in the church that's a good thing isn't it that's what we want to see and you think that he's going to get there by telling them to let go of all power in their lives Uh, you think that would be his approach but actually not a bit of it not a bit of it he's going to pray that the people in the Ephesian church would be power-hungry, that they'd be power-mad, that they'd fall on their knees and they would beg for power. But not the kind of power that harms other people, but the kind of power that enables them to grasp the epic scale of God's love. That's the kind of power that they crave. So have a look down at verse 14 uh, on, on page 1174. Uh, you'll see the beginning of that prayer that Paul picks up from the beginning of chapter 3. Now, we know that the Ephesians, uh, from the book of Acts, we know that they used to get their power from their magic spells. That was something that you did back in Ephesus. When the church was started in Acts chapter 19, the, the, the small church there burnt six million pounds worth, we're told, in Acts chapter 19, six million pounds worth of books on sorcery. And now they need to fully appreciate the power to do something different. I'll tell you what you need power for now, says Paul, as he writes to the Ephesians. You need huge supernatural power if you Ephesians are ever going to understand how much God loves you. It's the power you need now. And so Paul begins in verse 14. Have a look at that. Verse 14, right at the bottom of page 1174. Um, he's writing to them. He says, For this reason I kneel before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. In other words, I'm only a a father. That concept of fatherhood only exists because because God is father, and, and I have some sort of reflection of his role in the universe. In verse 16, let's carry on. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power, together with all the Lord's holy people, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. Paul's praying that they're power-hungry, that they're power-mad, that they'd fall on their knees and beg for power. And, And you and I need to do the same. That's the implication. You and I need to do the same if we're to begin to get our heads around the depth of feeling that God has for this church. Let's get it clear then. What what power are we praying for? Um, Here's the first of three points. We're praying for the power that strengthens you in your inner being. Uh, The power source is strong in the book of Ephesians. Ephesians um you'll know if you've if you've been here already god god has explained to us through paul as he writes in ephesians this master plan this this love story that god is is bringing about to unite everything under jesus that's his master plan and and the power source is very strong if you turn back just a, a page to ephesians chapter 1 verse 19 turn back to that 119 how strong is this power It talks about his incomparably great power for us who believe. Let's carry on in verse 19. That power is the same as the mighty strength that God exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but in the one to come. That is the power that is there to strengthen you if only you're prepared to ask for it. Keep that in mind and and turn back to chapter 3. Paul prays that that the whole trinity would be focused in on this work in you, Um, Father, Spirit, and Son, making available God's glorious riches. He's going to reach into his treasure chest and provide for you he's going to reinforce your inner being Um, that's that's the that's the part of us that makes us us that is um uh, that's the true me when everything's been stripped away god's going to strengthen me there and it's for a specific purpose so that christ may dwell in our hearts through faith now maybe you're thinking hang on jeremy um, I just had a thought. Um, Jesus already dwells in my heart, doesn't he? Um, wh- why all this power? Why is all that necessary? Well, well, there's dwelling and there's dwelling. <laughs> and, and this sort of dwelling word is, is a strong one. It means to take up permanent residence. It means to, to settle down. <laughs> Uh, when i got my first job then uh we just got married and dawn and i moved out to ilford in essex it was just halfway between um our two places of work and we rented a, a one bedroom flat It was very exciting uh, one flat one one empress avenue in uh, in ilford uh it was an okay place uh, we stayed there for a year we left it very much as we found it i think and um after that, we got together all we could. We really scraped together uh, every last penny we could find. And uh, we bought somewhere of our own, Just a place just around the corner, 11B Beaufort Gardens. If you're ever in Orford, you can go there and find it. Uh, and over time, because, because we bought it, and, and it was ours, and, and we intended to keep it for a long time, uh, we replaced the floor, we got new windows, we got the boiler done, we got the garden sorted out, and then we insulated the back room. Uh, because we were going to dwell there. And so we made it ours. Yeah. And um, and it's a bit like that with Jesus dwelling in our hearts through faith, if I can put it like that. He's not renting, he's there permanently. He's settled down in our hearts. And um, so Paul is praying that God would make our lives his home. Amazing thought. So that one day people could look at us and and say to Jesus, uh, they're very you. You know, I, I, can, I can see that's where you live. Yeah, so it reflects you in all kinds of ways. Like it's our home state. And the power to do that is available. That we've become a place fit for Jesus. Um, so we should pray big prayers. Yeah, We should pray big prayers. We should dream big dreams for our lives together at, at Trinity. I hope, I, I hope you agree with that. You know that that we shouldn't feel awkward talking to each other about Jesus. You know, Maybe that an ambition. You know that that we be chapter four would say building one another up all the time. You know, let's set that as an ambition. Why not? That would be a suitable thing for Jesus, a place for Jesus to dwell in, wouldn't it? Or, or pray that we wouldn't exaggerate or pretend. We'd speak the truth in love, as Ephesians puts it. Say. You know. And then we stop playing the power games with one another. And, and instead we become a, a church that's desperate for God's power. We, we need to be power hungry, power mad. If, if, we, if we're going to do that at our prayer meeting on Tuesday, we're going we're to come together and beg God for power. When did you last pray like that? When did we last pray like that in a prayer meeting? Huh? Uh, to become a residence suitable for the Lord Jesus. Are, are you in on that? I want you to be well if you are then you want to pray the second part of um, of Paul's prayer as well pray for this kind of power for power that that helps you to, to grasp the love of Christ and please please notice that this isn't a prayer that we would love God more I mean that that's a great prayer to pray that's not it's not it's not a wrong thing to pray but it's not a prayer that we would love God more, but that we would grasp hold of the size of God's love for us. Can you see that? Um not, not that it's an individual project, it's not the kind of thing you go to your man cave at the end of the garden stee. Um it's together with the Lord's holy people, that's what it says uh in in verse seventeen. Um in verse eighteen together with the Lord's people. the people that god has brought together under christ you remember this is marvel this is masterpiece that we're just at the first part of god's plan that's come into action the sure sign to the powers and authorities that that god's plan is on track the thing that says it has begun and it makes them panic because it means that what god started he's gonna he's gonna complete i remember helping out once on a um on a music course, um, and uh, the kids brought their own lunches with them. And two kids have forgotten to bring those in, and um, the head teacher found their parents, and they drove ten miles to drop off these tiny packed lunches for these two kids who are like five and six or something. And and I remember the head teacher turned around to me, and she said, "I've never forgotten this." She said, "Those kids have parents." Who would do absolutely anything for them and they don't know it can you imagine the conversation in heaven that church has a messiah who would do absolutely anything for them and they don't know it the extent of god's love is just is too big to comprehend without serious power and energy and and so we need to pray that being being rooted and established in love that the love that, that god expressed chapter one before the creation of the world that having come across that love that we would look at it again and just comprehend its dimensions Paul's, paul mentions four dimensions is for a four-dimensional love of god it's um width and length and height and and depth and that we begin to comprehend something beyond understanding that's weird isn't it The way that Paul puts it but if you think it's an easy thing then Paul says it takes the massive love of God to begin to grasp it have you ever prayed for that Um, that church has a Messiah who would do absolutely anything for them and they don't know it have you ever sat down in your normal prayer times and ask that God would make you strong enough to begin to grasp how deeply loved you are. Because that power ultimately, um, Paul says, is, is the power to be filled with all of God's fullness. All of God's fullness. Fullness. It's a difficult thing to convey, isn't it? Um, But Paul goes on to explain more of what he means. Um, Just look over the page, actually, to chapter 4, verse 13. This is a sort of next week in Ephesians moment. Uh, We're going to see this um, in seven days' time. But have a look. In fact, at the end of verse 12, um, right at the end of verse 12, um, uh, talks about being built up, yeah? End of verse 12, until... We all reach unity in the faith, and in the knowledge of the Son of God, and become more mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. So, um, to be filled with God's fullness is is to be so strengthened in the inner you, so um, so starting to grasp how much you're loved, that you start to live out that unity. And the depth to which you know Jesus. And it's what Paul calls maturity. Same thing. Fullness. Um, let, let me show you this. Um, you've probably seen this before, but I hope it makes the point. Um, I've got an ordinary plastic pot. Um, uh, just tell me when it's full, okay? So tell, tell me when it's full. Just say, it's full. Okay, all right. Very good. Um, does that seem full to you? It's full to me. Um, I guess I've got some sand here. Okay, it's not completely full, is it? Really? Um, I can get some more in. So um, tell me when it's full. Okay, just to shake that down a bit. Okay, that's very good. Tell me when you think it's full. Full? Okay. Okay, good. Excellent. Is that full? Yeah, that, that really is full, isn't it? Only it isn't. OK. I've got some water here. <laughs> OK, and, and then I can, I can pour this in. OK. And then it, it just gradually seeps down. And then it really will be full. OK. In fact, it's about better overflow. But you, you get the point. OK, you get the point. Attained to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. It's quite easy as Christians to feel that we've reached a sort of steady state of maturity. Um, and that we're full. You know, we're, we're, we're full of God. Um, that we're as full as, that we're full as Christians. That so we've got about as far as we're going to get. And so we stop growing, yeah? It's very easy to sort of reach that stage. And, and, and we... I... D- we can lean in more that's what paul's saying we can lean in more we can grow we can be more full until you know sometimes when you're riding a bicycle you can be in the greatest danger when you stop moving yeah um we need to keep growing in our maturity we're never there we we, we're attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of christ i can guarantee you're not there yet and nor am i Paul wants us to pray for power. To pray for power. Um, I was I was talking to someone just this morning, actually, um, and you might have heard a story like this. You might have a story like this. She said that she stepped away from God uh, for nine years in her life. Um, from the age of 18, she walked away from God. Um, she'd have called herself a Christian up to that point, and she walked away from Him, and then um, didn't come back to Him for nine years. And she said that she she just felt as a teenager as she as she went off to university she just felt she didn't need jesus anymore Uh, she wanted to experience life she wanted to do sort of exciting things um but in the end after nine years she realized that things hadn't really turned out the way that she thought they would and uh things weren't as good as she'd expected them to be and uh, actually life away from god was less exciting than she was imagining and um, so she came back, she said, she came back to enjoying God's love as a 27-year-old. She hadn't realised, she said, she said, I, this is a quote, I hadn't realised what God's love was and how much I needed it. It's interesting, isn't it? Don't wait for nine years. <laughs> there's, this, there's this plan from the beginning of time to the end of the world, and you can be a part of it. Okay, so we're learning from Ephesians. You can, as an heir, you know, as, as an inheritor, as, as part of the body, you can be a brick in God's house, um, and we can be um, lavishly blessed, and we can be included in this master plan by God's power. We can be given an inheritance, and we can be brought together into God's church, and that in itself—that is enough to make the rulers and authorities panic because they start to realize that God's plan to unite everything under Jesus is fully on track and and God loved you enough Ephesians said God loved you enough to send his son to die for you and and you've been brought near it says in chapter 2 by the blood of Christ brought near to God and and God has shown you grace and it's nothing It is nothing to do with what you've done Uh, whether you've lived a sort of moral life or a very immoral life God is prepared to show you kindness it's, it's his grace which he's freely given us in the one he loves amazing thing and because of his great love for us because he's rich in mercy it says in Ephesians he's made us alive in Christ and we were dead in our transgressions in our sins in the ways that we turn away from God so foolish it's cut ourselves off from a source of life that is what we need that Power of God to comprehend, and if you grasp that love, it will change you. You know, so so many of us, and I, I feel this too. So many of us um, are fearful and, and we're insecure, and we start playing power games to make ourselves feel better. I know what that's like. so so please pray this week just as i finish please pray this week we've got a whole series of events to help you um we need to beg god for the power that strengthens us in in the inner being in in the part of us that is most us and and we and we're going to ask god for the power to help us grasp the love of christ and the power that will fill us up with with god's fullness and and, and the power, of verse 21, which will bring him glory in, in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations. You know, this time next week, we're going to be asked by Paul to, to walk worthily of this calling, chapter 4, verse 1, and to love as, as Christ loved us. So we've got a week, okay, we've got a week, to really pray this in and to ask god to to help us say wow you might not feel like that now but god's power is very strong it's as strong as the resurrection so we we want to be power hungry we want to be power mad we want to be sick for god's power as we ask god to, to do this mighty miracle and help us grasp how loved we truly are Shall I pray for that let's pray father God I pray that we'd be hungry for your power I pray father that we want that strength inside of us pray that we would um, be prepared to ask for the strength to grasp hold of that love understand it for ourselves to be filled with all your fullness and say so to give you glory look father we know that there are the people around us are playing power games all the time and um, they misuse their power but we know that this power cannot be misused if it's understood correctly and so i pray father that um in all of our insecurities all of our fears in all of those power games that we sometimes pray I pray father your power would break through And teach us the dimensions of your love. Pray these things in your name. Amen.